Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Get you pumped up, boy. <laughs> Woo. I'm sorry this is a 311 or anything like that. up guys it's the final score with me as always like like we say in wayne's world with me as always is garth <laughs> no with me as always is nelson nelson miller is in the house what's up buddy what's up hey what up music i didn't know if i needed just like come in through my back door with some steam rolling through and stuff no we have we'll we'll save the uh We'll save the John Cena entrance music for next week and uh, all that. But we, we just want to throw a little bit in this week. Uh, hold on. We might have. Um, yeah, this week would have been Eddie Van Halen's birthday. So I thought that was kind of fitting to play that song. Uh, we're actually doing something different this week, a lot different this week. We did, of course, the music there. But we are actually using a different uh, – different streaming services we we use a stream yard if you guys were one of the uh one of the folks that came in over the weekend me you watched me and nelson watch one of the great football games we had this weekend we watched pretty much the whole second half feel free if you're in here to leave comments ask questions uh we'll we'll try to answer them as best well we already got a thumbs up from somebody who is that brandon hodges thanks buddy i appreciate that um yeah, first of all, thank you guys for for supporting Final Score. You know, it's got a lot of big things coming up for the Final Score. A lot of interviews I'm working on right now. Of course, we got a weekly show. Nelson has been nice enough to to join me for some of these. Just and uh, hopefully he'll keep doing that in the future. But man, NFL, do what? So you might fire me. Now, I, I can't afford your contract. Though. I'm, I'm getting over the salary cap. I, I know. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to. Uh, how do you say? Uh, front load your contract and then pay you a little bit more less down the road. Um, man, what a weekend in the NFL! Quite possibly the best weekend of football I've ever seen. I mean, yeah, it was. All four games, you know, you had all four games decided, I think, if I'm not mistaken, by either by a score, it's a walk-off score, three field goals and a touchdown yeah. in overtime. And, man, I mean, I don't know what you think. It's probably the best weekend of football I've seen. Every game was, like, on the edge. I mean, 
it was up in the air. You never knew who was going to come out at the end of the game to win her. It, they were that tight. It, it was some of the best football I've seen. Yeah, I, I mean, and that's, you know, of course, like we said, we watched we watched the Buccaneers and the Rams game here pretty much the whole second half live on uh, the final score. But I don't think – and we'll talk more about that game later on, but – and we'll talk – we're going to go in order, but one of those games was probably right up there with the best game I've ever watched in my life, enough to where my daughter was getting into the game where she was like, Daddy, this is, this is pretty awesome right here. And, you know, she doesn't watch football that much, but she was excited about it. But uh, let's get right into it. First of all, leading off was the Bengals and the Titans. Now, the Titans are the number one seed. They've got Derrick Henry coming back. They had the week off. And I think both of us picked the Bengals to upset the Titans because of one thing, Ryan Tannehill. And you don't know how much rust Derrick Henry has got to work off. I know he's been in practice. I know he's been getting hit in practice, but it's game situation. And he didn't do bad, but, you know, he didn't set the world on fire either. You could tell yeah. it you could tell it had been a while since he had been on the field. Yeah, you could. But the big thing, the way the way it started off, you know, the Bengals did just enough to uh get ahead two what was this, two two field goals. They were just there wasn't a whole lot of scoring. No. It was a defensive game. I thought the Titans, the way they played the defense, the way they were getting to Joe Burrow, I said, this is going to catch up with the Bengals sooner or later. Yeah. Um, but, man, nine sacks in a game and you lose. How do you get nine sacks in a game and lose that game? <laughs> Unbelievable. But yeah. just like we said with Ryan Tannehill, he doesn't let us down. First play of the game, the Titans offensive play of the game, he throws an interception. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, you know, Vrabel, I like Vrabel as a coach. I do. I really do. But, and he makes some good decisions. But Tannehill, you know, Titans fans, Casey Fleet, if you're out there listening, you can disagree with me if you want to. But Tannehill cost them that game. I mean, there was uh, a few turnovers, a few bad decisions. Even when he threw the ball, there were several passes through the ball that was behind or, or not right. Yeah, he was off way off target. But then the big play, I think what really got momentum for the Bengals was that fourth down play where they stopped Derrick Henry in the backfield. Oh, yeah. I mean, he never got to the line of scrimmage. They were yeah. all over him. But was it? It was just, it was fourth and, was it fourth and one? Fourth and one. It was yeah. less than a yard. Stopped him. Then his traps. They they got penetration and, and and stopped him in the backfield for a loss. I mean it was it was not good. Um, Burr Burr did enough to win. Yeah. And uh, you know then Evan McPherson of course kicks a fifty two yard field goal with time going out and the Bengals are in their first AFC championship game in thirty three years. Uh, Tannehill throws three interceptions. And he set up two of McPherson's four field goals. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know. Definitely, definitely was 
did not have a great game. Turnovers, like you said, that <clears throat> that cost them that game, I believe. You know, one touchdown for the Bengals. Joe Mixon gets it on a 16-yard run. Burrow. Now, Burrow is quickly getting himself into the next level of quarterbacks. 348 yards passing. And what impressed me, though, was how tough he was. I mean, there was there was one play that I think Cincinnati called a timeout because – the play clock was running down. They snapped the ball, and a Tennessee guy hit him in the knee. Do you know he's got bad knees? He's had that ACL. Hit him yeah. in the knees, and I didn't think he was getting up. And I was ACL like, oh, this play. is how it's going to end. You know, he's going to be hurt. But he he got up, shook it off, and you didn't ever know it. But, man, he is quickly getting up in that next level of quarterbacks. I think oh, yeah, I hate to see it. As a Steeler fan, you hate to see it. But, Man, they, they were impressive on both sides of the ball. They get the 19-16 to 16 win over the Titans. Now, Burrow makes this comment after the game. He's tired of playing the underdog role. <laughs> My thing is, it's working for you, buddy. You've yeah. won two playoff games being the underdog. You beat the Chiefs at their place the last time being the underdog. Yeah. Embrace it for right now. It's, it's not going to last. Next year, you'll probably won't be the underdog much. So no. embrace it right now in this playoffs and run with it. Yeah. So, second game on Saturday night after, after we get the uh, the whole uh, North Carolina blizzard of the week over there, I guess, what we say. <laughs> about good. What did you get, about four inches? Four or five inches. That's about it. Yeah. That's what she said. And yeah. – uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't pass that up. I couldn't pass that up. But, um, yeah, Saturday night, Lambeau Field, you've got Packers in the 49ers. And this game starts off pretty much Green Bay going right down the field, first possession, scores a touchdown, rushing touchdown, and you're like, okay, it's on now. 49ers is going to come back down to earth. Little did we know, and for for about three and a half or maybe three, yeah, about three and a half quarters, that was the case. Yeah. Packers, but San Francisco's defense kept them in that game. They did. They kept them in the game by not letting Green Bay get any more than another field goal. You know, Aaron Rodgers was not on his mark. And what did we talk about last week? What did we say last week? Aaron Rodgers – 0-3 against the 49ers in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I did, hey, Nelson, get this. We just had our first comment. Throw up the big red flag and all this stuff. Joey Bolum uh, is in is in there, a, a good friend of ours. Joey Bolum says, I am glad my Chiefs are still in it. Uh, Joey Bolum has been a Dolphins fan all his life, and but <laughs> – He's what you call a rent a fan. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> whoever, whoever's, uh, whoever's playing the best right now is who Joey pulls for. But, yeah, and, and that's not the Dolphins for sure. But um, did the Dolphins even make the playoffs? No. 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 <laughs> All right. So. You say nothing. <laughs> where, where are my boys? <laughs> well, you're – Hey. 
Let me tell you this about your boys. <laughs> Joey just said he would never pull for the Steelers. Sorry, buddy. We we don't want you to pull for the Steelers. After the curse of the Dolphins. When was the last time the Dolphins won the Super Bowl? Mm. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> think about it real good. Uh, had to be back in Marina. I'm going to say, ding, 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 the 70s. The 70s. Yeah, Dan Marina. He the last miss. time they were in a Super Bowl, but even better. Oh. 84. So, you know, mm. almost almost my whole life since Miami's been in the Super Bowl. But we're not going to bash Miami because Joe is talking trash. Only team to ever go undefeated. That's true. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, but, you know, what if – What's that Janet Jackson song? What have you done for me lately? <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, so yeah, the 49ers defense keeps them in the game long enough. And watching this game, I I actually had to watch the uh, I DVR'd it and I watched the end of it later on. Mm-hmm. Four minutes left in the game. It looks like Green Bay's got it under control. Next thing you know, block punt. And rolls an inbound. New, like my dad said, new ball game. Yeah. 10 to 10. And man, you're like, what is Green Bay doing now? They <laughs> could do pass. nothing after that. It was yeah. just like they sucked the life right out of Lambeau Field. Yeah. Couldn't move the ball anywhere. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was not Aaron Rodgers that night. That's for sure. Um, so. They hold hold Green Bay, get the ball back with just a couple minutes left in the game. Debo Samuel makes a big run to get a first down and get him in field goal range. And there you go. That's the ball game. Right. He hits the goal. Packers are eliminated. Both number one seeds go down on Saturday. I don't know if that's a first or not, but – and this was this was the weekend of the road road team. I mean the mm-hmm. the home team home field advantage didn't come into play this week yeah. except for one team. So you just so, wonder if the buy, you know, they just maybe got a little too relaxed. Does you know? the buy hurt you? Does the buy yeah. hurt you a little bit? And you know, I think every team still wants to buy, but it's how quick you shake off. That week off, and, you know, with Derrick Henry, of course, you would like to get Derrick Henry in the game, maybe the last regular season game, just to get just for a few possessions to get him back used to it again. But yeah, Mark Vick, Green Bay fan, of course, his his comment: "I hate football." Hey, bud, <laughs> I kept the seat warm in the fishing fishing boat for you, right next to the Steelers, bud. <laughs> Mark, I gotta ask you this. And Mark, being a Green Bay fan and a stockholder, he actually owns stock in Green Bay now. Oh he actually stock. Mark, I gotta ask you this: as a stockholder, is Aaron Rodgers coming back? And we'll wait to see what his comment is. He, he just put up there broken. <laughs> wow, I feel you, bud. I feel you. But anyway, one of the things I want to talk about with the San Francisco game. After the game, you thought Jimmy Garoppolo was Joe Montana the way 
everybody was talking about. Jimmy G went in into Lambeau Field and took out the the Packers. Garoppolo just happened to be on the field to be quarterback. Debo Samuel, the defense, yeah. and the special teams of the 49ers won that game. They've won it despite Garoppolo. I'm, I haven't looked at his stat line. I didn't either. I wanted to look at it. Uh, but let me let me get a let me get a quick look at this and see if I can pull up it's his not stats. Impressive at all. <laughs> because I'm gonna tell you this: if it was okay, here's Garoppolo stats: eleven for nineteen, 131 yards, and one interception. 57.1 quarterback rating. Uh, San Francisco's total offense, rushing yards, 106. Passing yards, 106. So they had 212 total yards. I, I mean, that tells you right there, those last those last four minutes of that game were, were San Francisco's defense and special teams won that game yeah, and, and the sure. kicker. So – you know, say what you want to. And all these teams are talking about, well, Garoppolo is going to be on the trading block. I will tell you one thing. I sure hope Pittsburgh doesn't even think about getting Garoppolo because we'll be in a sad situation for a while if we get Garoppolo. All right, here's here's Mark Vick. We asked Mark Vick, who was a Green Bay stockholder. I'm going to make sure I say that, Mark, uh, about whether Aaron Rodgers coming back. His, he says, truthfully, I hope not. I'm really hoping they trade him to Denver. Some force is keeping them continue failing every year in the playoffs. We've had Aaron and a Brett for 30 years and have only won two Super Bowls. Horrible. Aaron played terrible last weekend. All he did was try to force the ball to Devontae. I've heard a lot of people say that, too, about trying to force it to Devontae and not not actually finding the open man. Yeah. Uh, they, he's right, though. There is something – there is something that, it, you know, Aaron Rodgers can go the regular season, win 12, 13 games, and he gets in the playoffs, it's like a totally different guy. Except for that one year, which I'll give credit, he beat my boys in the Super Bowl. But, you know, he's he's like MVP the rest of the year, but falls apart in the playoffs. I agree with you, Mark. I really agree with you. Thank you for coming in, bud. Thank you for putting the comments up. Anybody else out there wants to put their comments up, come in, check us out. Regular, he said, Bray, uh, Rogers, regular season stat champ, no clutch gene. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. But, you know, don't give Garoppolo the credit. That's, that's what I'm saying. Don't give him the credit because they won that to spike Garoppolo. Yeah. 212 yards total offense. And I think – I actually think the Packers – What was what was their total offense, Packers? Packers didn't have much more. They had 263. Yeah. yeah. Rodgers' stats, 20 for 29, 225 yards, no TDs, no intercepts. Only, the only touchdown that was scored by offense in the game was uh, the first, which Dylan scored for uh, – A run. For the for the Packers, yeah. let me see here. Okay, so then we go to Sunday, and uh, leading off with the Rams and the Buccaneers, and 
this is where things really got crazy. I mean, Rams start dominating the Buccaneers, dominating them in the, in the first half. And I'm like, yes, but I'm, you know, in the back of my head, there's a little voice saying, 28 to 3, 28 to 3. The whole time that when I see this, I said, okay, they got to keep. And I'm, I, and I mean, if you listen to us or watch us other day, I kept saying they've got to keep their foot on the gas. You can't let Brady off the hook. You can't go into let you know this late early in the game. You can't go into well. We're going to start running clock. You got to keep doing what you're doing and just run up score. And what happened in the second half? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, look at look at the play right before the half. I what was the score in the half because it could have very easily been uh let me see I, I'm I'm sorry I'm gonna look they this up. A, I think they they scored a touchdown before the half. No, they didn't. They oh, they I took it away because don't you remember the guy fumbled? They went to replay. It was That's 17, right. 17 to no 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 no. Let's see seven three. 20, 20, 20 to three at the half, and very easily could have been twenty-seven to three. But Cam Akers he fumbled. fumbles. Remember when he went up? He, one yard he fumbled. The ball came loose right before his elbow hit the ground. Yeah, and they take away the touchdown. Very easily could have been twenty-seven to three, yeah. and you kind of had that feeling then when that happened that, oh God, this is a sign here. This is a sign. <laughs> but. Rams come out second half. They score, make it twenty-seven to three. Was that kind of a bad omen? Uh yeah, that's kind of a bad omen because I'm sitting there. There it is, that voice in the back of my head again. Twenty-eight to three, twenty-eight to three. So, it next thing you know, <laughs> and give the Rams credit. <clears throat> Greg Acre is in here as a Chargers fan. I hope Kansas City lo- loses. Mark Vick has has is in there. The best thing all weekend was seeing the heart of Josh Allen. That guy left everything on the field. He's going to be fun to watch for a long time if he stays healthy. We're getting ready to get to that game in just a minute, and I and I, I, I will echo that, Mark, because both of those quarterbacks in that game were class acts. Especially. Yeah. Uh, but here we go. You know, Rams, Stafford's having a great game. Cooper Cups managed to get – how – Cooper Cup managed to get open as much as he did when you've got the best wide receiver in football. How do you let him get that open? Yeah. That touchdown pass, they just let him go. Yeah. So 27 to 3 in the third quarter. You're thinking this can't happen again. And that's when Tom Brady, I guess he got Joe Boo from the Major League movie over there on the sideline and gave him some uh do not mess with Joe Boo. Don't mess with Joe Boo's alcohol. It's not not I can't say what he really says, but next thing you know, 27, 27 to six. Then it's 27-13. Then the tires start falling off the Rams. Turnovers, Cooper Cup fumbles, Cam Akers fumbles. It's just crazy stuff that you I mean, the bad snap, which I don't think they even I don't think they scored off of that. No, they didn't score off that. But that, I mean, it's just stuff like that. You're wondering what is going on. It's some kind of voodoo that Brady does, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but you're sitting there watching it and you're like, 
this can't be happening. They're going to do something here to get ahead. 27-20 after a long pass to uh, Evans. And you're just like, okay, they're going to calm down now. Two or three plays later, Cam Akers fumbles inside their own 30. Brady is in, in business again, and then they move down the field with time getting short. They tied up. And if you watch this with me and Nelson, I mean, you see <laughs> us just in shock. <laughs> Fournette scores his second touchdown of the day, tied up with like 40 seconds left in the game. Greg Aker says it's because Cup and Stafford eat breakfast together. <laughs> okay, I'll go there. I'll go with you, bud. Uh, but Rams get the ball back. First play. Stafford takes off after the pocket collapse, takes off, and it looks like he fumbles, but he's down. And he, anyway, he covered it. And I'm like, this can't ha- really happen. I mean, really? So then Cooper Cup takes over, catches one, and gets out of bounds, and then right down the middle of the field, Cooper Cup's open. He manages to catch, gets in field goal range. Rams spike the ball, kick the field goal as time runs out. And we're all singing, ding! Which is dead. <laughs> and Brady is gone. Brady's eliminated. So, but you know what, bud? I have to say this. And and don't get me wrong, I'll give credit to Brady, what he's doing at this. I'm getting to that, Mark. You bring up a good point. Um, but Brady didn't have that great of a game. Uh, the, the, a lot of the scores were, except for the, the long pass to Evans, a lot of the scores the Rams handed to them in yeah. a short field. Yeah. Uh, Fournette had two touchdowns. So, you know, Rams, instead of the Buccaneers got back in the game, the Rams brought them back in the game, in my opinion. Yeah. But the Rams managed to pull it out 30-27. They move on, take on the 49ers. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, the Rams have not beat the 49ers in six straight games. I think I heard that the other day. So here we go. All the talk, Brady's out. Is this it for Tom Brady? And we're going to get to that in just a few minutes, Mark, what you asked. Mark is asking if we think Brady is out. His comment about family makes me think he's out. So we'll get to that in just a few minutes. So – the nightcap. Oh man. And you're like, I'm I'm I don't even have a team in here and I'm freaking exhausted. Yeah. After watching that game, I'm like, I don't know what's and, and then you got the Chiefs and the Bills, which we picked. And look, we've picked two out of three. Not, I, I didn't pick the 49ers. Yeah. We didn't I pick didn't the 49ers either. to win. We didn't think that would happen. But we picked we picked the underdogs twice. And, and just come through. So we picked the Bills in this game, and it starts off a back-and-forth game just like you think it's going to be. Yeah. It looks like the Chiefs are going to pull ahead. Chiefs had had the lead in, in the second half, and it's typical Mahomes and Allen just going back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. And then, <laughs> like the last two minutes 20, of the game. 20, 25 points scored in the last two minutes. I, I want to say it was 25 points. I mean, yeah. unreal. 
you just didn't think, all right, it's over now. You didn't think it's gonna it's gonna be over now. Uh, yeah, twenty five points in the final two minutes of regulation. I mean, when have you ever seen that? <laughs> this was probably one of the best games I've ever seen of all. I'm talking about college. I'm talking about pro. I'm talking about high school. Probably one of the best games I've ever seen. I would put it right up there. I would say it was like a tie. I think it's 82 or 81 playoffs between the, the Dolphins and the Chargers. That game right there, I've watched that game, and it went into overtime. Kellen Winslow, if any of you guys are old enough to remember, Kellen Winslow played tight end for the Chargers. He left it all out on the field. He was making catches. He was cramping up, come back in the game, block the field goal to send it into overtime, hmm. and, and they kick a field goal to win 41-38. That's one of my greatest games I've ever watched, and this game was right there with it. The final two minutes, like we said, 25 points. The – Build score, take the lead. They're up three. They get the two-point conversion. They're up three. Then you're sitting there like, oh, it's over now. It's over now. Yeah. But Yeah, Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes had otherwise. They hook up, go down the field. And I, I remember sitting there because I picked the Bills, so I was pulling for the Bills. Yeah. So I was like, God, it's over now. You know, there's no way. It took them so long to get that last touchdown. Then next thing you know, Allen gets gears up and throws another touchdown, and we're like, "Here you, here you got thirteen seconds left." Thirteen seconds, and you're up by three. This is now the last thirteen seconds. I may be wrong, so why wouldn't you kick the ball to have let some time run off the clock? Exactly, squib kick it. Squib kick it down the middle of the field and and let some time let them have to bring it out and run yep. a little bit of time off the clock. Second, why do you leave the middle of the field wide open? You're protect yeah. I know you're protecting the sidelines, but you can't have the middle of the field just you're protecting the sidelines to keep them from getting out. You can't have that middle of the field open. They still have timeouts. Just like that, within thir- two plays, they're in field goal range. And I'm like, they're going to go to overtime. Yeah. Harrison Bunker kicks the field goal. We're in overtime. Um, and then, you know, you knew that whoever got the ball first, the defense was tired. Yeah. They had been on the field way too long. Both defenses yeah. were tired. But I think they were – to score that much in the last part of the game, you know the defense is gassed by that. Yeah, point. and, and – you're, it's it's like the last two minutes, they're gassed. You kind of knew, and, and Chiefs would go right down the field and score a touchdown to win the game to tra- throw a pass to Travis Kelsey, and it's over, 42-36. Yeah. First thing I want to say, Josh Allen. Class act, man. Put, that, put the Buffalo Bills on his back. Yeah. And – just carried them, man. And that's what he's yeah. been. We've been talking about that all year, about how they've ran him, and he ran in this game a lot. Yeah, you know he. But he, you look at him on the sidelines after that last touchdown. They he was pumped up. He just yeah. knew it was over then, and then to see the the look on his face when they lost, 
But one of the class acts, and I'll give credit where credit's due, Patrick Mahomes, instead of going out there and immediately celebrating, he went and looked for Allen and, mm-hmm. and hugged him and, and told him how great a game it was. And it was. It, you know, you listen to these. Let's look at these stats. Let's see here. Where are we? Okay. Total offense. The Bills, the Bills had 422 yards of total offense. The Chiefs had 552. Mahomes, 378 yards, three TDs, no picks. Allen, 329 yards, four TDs, no picks. Gabriel Davis had eight catches for 201 yards and four touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, 11 catches, 150 yards of a touchdown. Uh, not much defense played in this game. No. But a lot of that was in the last two minutes, too. Yeah. But got to think that this is one of the great games in NFL history. This is a game that everybody's going to talk about for years to come, for, you know, for a long time. Uh, I just can't – you know, this whole weekend, to me, I can't remember a better weekend of NFL football. Yeah. You know – but now you got the 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 championship games coming up Sunday. You've got the Bengals at Kansas City. You've got the uh little uh, 49ers at the Rams. Out of those four teams, you know, you got of course what four times this is the fourth straight year the Chiefs have played in the AFC championship game. Yeah. They've won what one Super Bowl. Yeah, out of four. And then you've got the Rams, and, you know, I'm telling you, I want so bad to see Matthew Stafford get a, get a Super Bowl ring. For all that time he had in Detroit, you know, maybe it's setting up. Who knows? They've got to get past San Francisco to get there, but, you know, he wouldn't – I don't think he – you know, I, I think if I'm going to pull for one team, it's going to have to be the Rams. Yeah. And we'll get to our picks <laughs> before we get it through get through here. But um, moving on, okay, to, and no big surprise, but today Ben Roethlisberger made it official. And uh, Mark, Mark Vick said, I want to see Burroughs smoke another cigar. <laughs> yeah, he likes smoking another cigar. That's back from the LSU days, too. Um Big Ben announces his retirement today with a video, which we're going to share right here. So if you guys haven't seen it, y'all bear with me here. I'm going to try to – let me see, share. No. Bear with me. This is new to us. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that, Acre. You just hope – you just better hope – Herbert's anywhere near as good as Ben Rothenberger was. So here we go. That's not the one I want, but we'll do it. We'll play it right there. Can you see this, Nelson? Yeah, I can see it. I'm going to head up. With the 11th pick in the 2004 NFL draft, Pittsburgh Steelers select Ben Rothenberger, quarterback. 
I don't know how to put into words what the game of football has meant to me and what a blessing it has been. While I know with confidence I have given my all to the game, I am overwhelmed with gratitude for all it has given me. A boy from Finley, Ohio with NFL dreams, developed in Oxford at Miami University, blessed with the honor of 18 seasons as a Pittsburgh Steeler and a place to call home. The journey has been exhilarating, defined by relationships and fueled by a spirit of competition. Yet the time has come to clean up my locker, hang up my cleats, and continue to be all I can be to my wife and children. I retire from football, a truly grateful man. First and foremost, I need to thank the Lord for all the many blessings he has bestowed on me. To my wife, Ashley, our children, Benjamin, Bailey, and Bodie, you lift and inspire me and give my life purpose. I am so thankful for your love and support. I love you so much. To my parents and sister, every step of the way, your support and love has driven me to be the best and never give up. To the Rooney family, the Tall family, Coach Tomlin, Coach Cower, and all of the coaches who have poured into me, the incredible people on every level that make the Pittsburgh Steelers a special organization. Thank you for believing in me and allowing me to battle with you in pursuit of excellence. To all of my teammates and the endless friendships that I have gained, I appreciate you and our shared commitment to wearing the black and gold with pride and dignity. Putting that jersey on every Sunday with my brothers will always be one of the greatest joys of my life. To Steeler Nation, the best fans in all of sport, thank you for accepting and supporting me as your quarterback over the years. Football has been a gift, and I thank God for allowing me to play it, surrounding me with great people and protecting me through to the end. With love and honor. So, are you crying? I know you got a tear, Stephen. Do what? Yeah. You need some tissue, dude. Look, I'm representing. I'm representing today. <laughs> Eighteen years, not not one losing season. Three Super Bowl appearances, two Super Bowl wins. And, I mean, the guy took a beating over the years and still yeah. got up. You saw the you saw the video where he got his nose broke and still never never came out of that game. And, uh, man, it, it, he's going to be missed in Pittsburgh because I'm going to tell you right now, I remember back when Bradshaw retired and everybody was thinking – did I hold on, Greg Aker? Did I see where there was a female Chargers fan who tweeted Herbert that she won't sleep with him? Yeah, if he falls into that trap, he's he's an idiot. If he falls into that trap, she's looking for something, and it ain't just that. She's looking for this. Hey, hold on. Okay. Go ahead. So, you know, there's not a quarterback on that roster that's going to be able. We were nine and eight. No, we were eight, eight and one. But it doesn't matter. I mean, eight and eight's a winning season. Seven and nine is not a winning season. So I mean, it's it's, it's five hundred. I, do I want to be eight and eight? No, I don't want to be eight and eight. I want to be twelve and five. I want to be thirteen and four. And you got to get used to that seventeen game season, Greg. But I remember when Bradshaw retired, and the gap, and Big Ben had three eight and eight seasons. He had a winning season. I mean, okay, it's a winning season. 
It's not seven to nine. It's not under 500. <laughs> but there was, ooh, geez. Oh, hold on. Like a coaster going on there. I thought, I had, to, I had to had to get some, uh, had to get my charger. <laughs> oh, about to run out again this week. Yeah. But uh, Let me get your there was such a gap, and you figured that. After... <laughs> All right, there we go. You figured after Bradshaw, oh, we'll find another quarterback easy. And Cliff Stout, Mark Malone, Bubby Brister, David Woodley. Uh, let me see if I'm leaving anybody out. Neil O'Donnell. And then Tommy Maddox, Kent Graham, Cordell Stewart, and then you got to Big Ben. So there was a, quite a gap between that. So I am preparing myself for the worst with Pittsburgh next year with quarterback. I don't know what their plans are. I don't know if they're looking free agency. You know, everybody wants to say, Aaron Rodgers is looking at Pittsburgh. No, Aaron Rodgers is not coming to Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh is going to have to – I've been hearing – Marcus Mariota may be one they look at in free agency, who's with the Raiders now. Um, drafting a – they're going to have to draft a quarterback. Uh, I mean, they need to find someone to to try to groom into the next franchise quarterback. But, you know, is this the year that you want to get it, try to get a quarterback? They're picking 20th. And by the time 20th gets there, I don't know if any of those quarterbacks are going to be there. Yeah. So – I don't know. It, it's it's gonna it's gonna be something to see with Pittsburgh because I those two that are sitting on the roster right now, Haskins and Rudolph are not the answer. I can no. grant you that. They are not. So it brings us to another, which Mark Vick, you talked about it earlier. You asked about earlier, is Brady gonna retire? Mm. Brady's made some comments, especially talking about the family. Talking about, you know, there's some things being said that makes you think it, it might be time. Brady might be talking about hanging it up. And, you know, he and he's made a lot of comments, too. He's always said that he's wanted to play until he's 45. Well, he turns 45 this year. So this may be this, this may be the end of the, the Brady era. And talking to some people, some Tampa Bay people and some other people that know something about the NFL, no more than me. Um, there's a developing rift between that has been going on between Arian, Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. Mm. Enough to where if Brady, if they had to choose between Brady coming back, they might have to choose between Brady coming back and Arians coming back. Yeah. And you know, I think there's a no-brainer there. They would probably want Brady back and even fire Arians, which then possibly you could move, and I don't think that would be the right move, but move Byron Leftwich to head coach from offensive coordinator, which Byron Leftwich is being mentioned with a lot of jobs right now. Jacksonville, he's, I don't know if he's – they were saying it was so close to going back to Jacksonville and coaching, being a head coach there. Here's my thing with Leftwich. And you tell me if I if, what you think, Nelson. Is Leftwich being offense coordinator talking about how good he is? Is that because he's got Tom Brady as quarterback? 
or is it because he is a great offensive mind? Well, when you have players in there like Brady, Mike Evans, Cornette, Gronk, it's going to make you look a whole lot better. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, makes it a lot easier. You, you can't sit there and say that you're some great offensive mind, but then again, you've got some of the best players in the NFL on your offense that make you look that good. So uh, I can't see where he can say that. And think you know, so. I know. Just be someone who can turn the team around for him. I, and I, I know you've got to give the guy a chance, give him a chance to be a head coach and stuff like that. But just, you know, I don't remember them doing much before Brady got there. And I think he may have been offensive coordinator like a year. I know he's up and coming. He was up and coming as offensive coordinator. But I don't know. To me, if I had to pick as a team out there looking at a head coach, if you give me the choice between Byron Leftwich and Eric Bieniemy, I'm taking Bieniemy. No question about it. Bien-Aimé, he's got the weapons there, but the enemy's come up with so much, I mean, so much different stuff to do on offense. It's yeah. not like his, okay, Brady's throwing here. Mahomes is throwing in the ball a lot, but he's, you know, the enemy comes up with some off the wall plays yeah. and some good game plans. Yeah. So I'm picking the enemy if I'm choosing between them two. So Brady, you know, do I think. I think there's a better chance if, – if I had to say right now, I'm going 70-30, Brady retiring. Yeah. And, yeah, but Jason Jenkins is in here, I think. He's like, wow, love it. He's loving the, the new format. So, thank you, Jason. We appreciate it. hope you spread the word. We'll be doing this as much as we can. So, another coaching vacancy opens up this week. And Sean Payton. Which kind of surprised me. Well, didn't he have? Did he have anything left on his contract with the Saints? I I don't know if he did or not. I know uh, there was talk uh, a couple of days ago. The uh, owner, I think Gail Benson, the owner of the uh, Saints, when she was asked, this was this was Sunday or Monday morning, I think she was asked what his plans were would, would he be back she said i honestly can say i don't have a clue what his plans are mm-hmm. and uh you know when you hear something like that after 15 seasons with the saints a super bowl victory which one year he missed because of the uh, bounty gate but you know where does this put is he is he retired or is he just wants to go other way? You know, they, he denied reports that media outlets coveted him, though he acknowledged he'd be open to a role in broadcasting. I think I'd like to do that. I think I'd be pretty good at it, is what he said. He is under contract to 2024. So any team that wants to hire him before then would have to trade for his right. So, Cowboys fans, if you want, if you know, I know a lot of Cowboys. That fans have talked about, well, he's coming to Dallas. You're going to have to give up something for him. Yeah. And, you know, would he go to Dallas? I'm sure 
Yeah, I, Greg, I agree with you. I think he's going to step away for for a little while and come back when it's 2024. Might be when he comes back. Give Mike McCarthy uh, enough chance to hang himself again, making bad play calls like he did in the playoffs this year, and uh, then he'll come back and probably coach the Cowboys. Jerry Jerry Jones will get another play toy, but uh, yeah. I've always liked Peyton. I thought he did, did a great job with the Saints, turning around, making one. But here's another thing. You think he didn't want to have to deal with the whole quarterback situation in New Orleans anymore? You know, you most of that time he was there, Drew Brees was there. Yeah. And then you go, you go from – no offense to either one of these guys, but you go from Drew Brees – to Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. Yeah. It's, and, you know, after 15 years, you see, do you really feel like dealing with that anymore? Do you really feel like going in, through that whole grooming another quarterback? Yeah. So maybe he'll step away, take a take a uh, broadcast job for a couple years. And then return back. Yeah, to I, Greg, I, I will say part of it, I'm about 50% with Drew made Sean Payton. Sean Payton's a good coach, though. I, I, I agree. I think he's a good coach. But you're right, Drew. Drew did help make Sean Payton a great coach. Um, but you know, I was kind of surprised that he that he stepped down. I thought, you know, do you always figured Sean Payton's gonna be there with the Saints? He's a Saints coach. But you know, then again, so we got another another coaching vacancy, which automatically I hear. They want to interview Byron Leftwich. And mm. it, they were so close, I think it was Monday, that Byron Leftwich taking the Jaguars job. They were almost – they wouldn't officially say he was the coach, but they were, they were saying he's he's close to signing. So, I don't know how that goes now, but uh, we'll, we'll see about that. But two teams that got new coaches today. Broncos get – Packers offense coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. The Bears get, and I, I'm going we were talking about this earlier. I'm gonna butcher this guy's name. The Bears get Indianapolis Colts defense coordinator Matt Everfluss. Everfluss. I guess that's right. I don't know. But uh with that, uh Dan Quinn from the defense coordinator of Cowboys took his name out of any of the uh and the head coach of vacancy said he was staying in Dallas. So evidently he wanted he wanted that job. He wanted the Bears job or the Broncos job, but you know, he didn't get it. But uh so we've got a lot more to come as far as coaching vacancies still still out there. And usually they'll come pretty quick after this, I think. Another Nelson brought this up to me earlier the week. I get a text from Nelson. I hear your boy A B wants to play with Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Lamar Jackson tweet he wants to be a Raven. You know, I know you said a match made in heaven. Yeah, <laughs> but you never know what kind of quarterback you're going to have with Lamar. He's either running the ball or he's passing it, and sometimes. You don't even know what kind of passing game. I mean, it's a toss-up, that's for sure. But yeah, he's on. He's he like on the money, or he he can't get the broad side of the barn. 
<laughs> so I mean, I, I just I just feel like if he does go with the Ravens, it's going to be a matter of time before we get the same. And I hope not. I mean, Antonio Brown's a, a heck of a ball player. I mean, he's what 33? thirty three. Yeah, I think so. And he's he still can perform with some of the best receivers in the game today. So I just feel like it's going to be a matter of time before he's going to say, okay, I'm not getting my share of the targets. I, you know, I'm not getting any passes. I'm not, you know, and he's, we're going to see the same Antonio Brown again. Yeah. Because I mean, it always, it always comes back to rear its ugly head when something like that. And there, you know, there's going to be something going on with, uh, with him, there's going to be an investigation, I'm sure, talking about with him saying that they wanted him to force him to play through injury. Yeah. Um, I think another another thing that uh, was said was they offered him $200,000 to seek mental health treatment. Mm. So I don't see what the problem is with that. I mean, they're trying to help you. Yeah. And you're trying to. Yeah, they said the Buccaneers offered him money to undergo mental health treatment to avoid backlash for demanding he plays injured. These guys at Tampa Bay tried to make an agreement with me to give me two hundred thousand to go to the crazy house, so these guys could look like they know what they're talking about. These guys aren't professional; they treated me wrong. And then he said, "I'm not worried about the ball." Who Brown, who was interviewed alongside his lawyer on HBO's Bryant Gumble. Mm-hmm. Key word there, his lawyer was there with him. Tom Brady's my guy. He's the reason I'm on Tampa Bay, so I know I'm going to get the ball. Um, and that's – I Guys, I, I don't care. I don't care what – we just got another thumbs up. Greg Acre, appreciate it, buddy. I don't care what he says or what anybody says. There's some CTE issues going on with Antonio Brown. Yeah. I mean – they can claim clear mind and all that, but he's got some CT issues. Uh, I, I've just <laughs> I, and, and look, you know, if he does go to the Ravens, can you imagine what that first game against Pittsburgh will be like? It's already an intense rival. And Grant, it would be even better if we still had Big Ben there, but it's going to be so intense if he's – do I think he's going to be a Raven? No, I don't think he's going to be a Raven. I don't think – right now, I don't think any team should sign that guy. Yeah. I think he's got so many issues going on that he needs to sit back, worry about his mental health, and, you know, get himself straightened out, which we yeah. thought he had got himself straightened out. But, you know, now I'm not so sure. It's, it just kind of it's seems weird. like after that – you know, phony uh, COVID vaccination card. Yeah. Everything just went downhill. Went downhill. He started getting back into his old ways again. Whatever we know about it, but, you know, just a lot more could have went on. Yeah. Um. All right. So I'm looking to see. I think we got another comment here. Oh, no. Never mind. Um. Got to give our picks for next week's AFC and NFC championship game. So, let's start off. This, yeah, let's start off here. 
First game, Sunday at 3 o'clock. Bengals and the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. Now, last time they played, Bengals come from behind, get the win. Kind of surprised Kansas City. Yeah. But I don't think they'll be – you know, Kansas City is not going to be surprised this time. They're going to be ready for 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 Joe Burrow and, and Jamar Chase. They're going to be ready for all that. Yeah. Uh, does Matthew come back? From, you know, he missed most of the game last week's game with a concussion. Um, so, I, I'm, I'm – I don't want to make Cincinnati fans mad, but I think I think Kansas City goes to another Super Bowl. I think Kansas City gets the win over Cincinnati this week. And I'm leaning towards Kansas City uh, myself. But, you know, you, you, Bengals have been hot. But I look at the amount of points Kansas City has put on the board over the last couple of games and you look at what the Bengals had had done. So uh I just at some point the the offensive power is gonna <laughs> Yeah, I mean Kansas City is gonna overwhelm the Bengals defense and I feel like they're just they're just gonna win this one. Uh, I think the Bengals the Bengals are capable of scoring when they when they can. Yeah. Uh, they scored, I want to say, what was it, 30? It was over 30 points against Kansas City last time. Yeah. But but you allow Burrow to get sacked nine times. Yeah. So you can't, do, can't keep doing that. No, Kansas City will just, they'll just eat that up. So And you can look, the key thing here, you can talk about the regular season all you want to. The key thing here that, that makes me pick Kansas City They've been to four AFC championship games in a row. Experience. I've said all along for the last four or five weeks, I like Cincinnati, but I think they're might have maybe a year or two away from yeah. from a Super Bowl. Yeah. And that, you know, this experience, if they don't win this game, this experience right here is going to help them for next year. Yeah. But I got Kansas City on this one. And at Greg Aker, he gave his pick, Kansas City 38. Cincinnati 24. Uh, so, Greg, you, you're agreeing with us. Then you go to the next game, the nightcap, uh, the Rams and the 49ers. Uh, like we said, Rams have not beaten, I think it's, I want to say it was six games in a row. They have not beat 49ers. So, but I'm telling you, I feel like the Rams are the team of destiny. I mean, we said the other day, if that game had went into overtime with Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay would have won that game. Yeah. But they managed to find a way to get out to, to win that game to get to get field goal range. Um <sighs> Yeah, I'm I'm, think, gonna, I'm gonna go with the Rams because I don't <clears throat> is the amount of pressure the defense put on Brady. I mean, they beat him up. I think me and you talked about it. kind of reminded me of the game between uh, the Vikings and uh, New Orleans Saints when the Saints just beat the mess out of Brett Favre. Yeah. He retired. But uh, I just don't think the – I mean, 
I just don't see the defense can carry them all the way to the Super Bowl. I mean, they, they have got to put up some kind of numbers on offense. And, you know, they San Francisco relies so heavy on the run, and the Rams' defense against the run is, is – but they beat them this year. I mean, we – Yeah. I think me and you were actually watching that game. And it's like, yeah, we were. Coming back. If the Rams' defense – doesn't get in that relaxed mode like they always do the second half of the game. I just think that if they just keep putting the pressure like they do the first half, they should put this game away easy. You can't – the Rams can't get a big lead again and then take the foot off the gas. Yeah. They've got to keep doing what they were doing the whole game if they get a big lead. Uh, you know, I just look back at that, and I think the Rams learned maybe, – maybe the Rams learned from that game. This is a division rivalry game here too, so maybe you know I'm, I'm Greg Acre is saying he's taking the Niners in 2017 on the last second field goal, which would be par for the course with the 49ers this year. Uh, 49ers, you know, you can say the 49ers are a team of destiny. Nobody counted on them even making the playoffs yeah. up until the last week, and they, here they are in the NFC Championship game. They beat the Cowboys. They managed to beat to get by, and uh, you know you beat the number one. It was the Cowboys the number two seed, or they, a three? No, they were number three. Okay, so you beat the number one and number three seed, and you know, and yeah, because Tampa Bay was number two. But I just, I've got to pick. I've got to pick the Rams. You know, the defense, I think the defense gets to Garoppolo, which they did in that last regular season game. And But they, like you said, they eased up at the when they got that big lead and let them back in the game. They cannot do that. And hopefully that won't happen. But I'm going, I'm going Rams in this one. And we'll, I'm picking a Rams and Chiefs Super Bowl, which should be, who knows what could happen there. But yeah. Greg Acre, he's picking. Kansas City and San Francisco in the, in the Super Bowl. So a rematch of the Super Bowl from a couple years back. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> it's funny because it, it just seems like yesterday the season started and here we are talking uh, almost at the Super Bowl. Um, but, man, hey, did you – did anybody hear Brady or talking to that referee though that when he got the flag? Uh, he, he, that's the first when, time when, about, he got, when he got popped in the chin. After he got popped in the chin, yeah. I don't know what he said to that referee, but that referee was like, I'm not saying what he quit. said, but it was explicit. <laughs> uh, I've never seen Brady get that, you know, that worked up over something like that yeah. enough to where he gets a, a flag. But, you know, talking about the tone rule. They're so, and I've said this for, and I'm going to go on a little rant about two things here that people probably won't agree with me. The taunting rule. If the NFL isn't more consistent with calling this or where the parameters are, you know, when you've got a guy on the sidelines talking to another player, and that's trash talk every play, talking to another player and you throw a flag on that, but when a guy is scoring a touchdown and, doing this number to, to the guys like that, and you don't call that, where's the line at? Where's the Where do you draw the line at? And I know it's a judgment call for the referees, but where do you draw that line at? They need to be more consistent 
with the taunting stuff. The Cowboys game, Cowboys and 49ers, there was two plays. Cowboys should be called for taunting. Yeah. Over on the – had a guy over on the sidelines, head-butted him, and still no flag. No flag. Even – well, I mean, we even talked about it too, the one where uh, – was it uh, – who was it? The Rams and who else was playing? Uh, anyway, it was a helmet-to-helmet contact. And when he got up, you know, he put his hand down there to him, like, stay down. Was that uh, – That was Cam Akers. That was uh, uh-huh. the Cardinals. Cardinals. Buda, Buda Baker got hurt. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, no flag on that. So, and you like said, said something. They need, to be, they need to be consistent. Yeah, they need to be. Call it even. Call they need to be players. more consistent. With, and you said something to trigger my memory about something. Oh, another play, key player that Rams-Buccaneers game. We talked about it when we watched live. Eric Weddle. Pass goes to Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. The ball – Goes incomplete, hits the ground. Wet on fourth down. Weddle levels Mike Evans after the play. Yeah. So flags fly. You think that's going to be Brady and them? Uh, you think that's going to be Brady and them getting the ball 15 yards down the field and they're going to get a first down? Because the ball hit the ground before he hit him, it was a dead ball foul and they just, the Rams got the ball back. That was it was, and it was like a matter of inches. Yeah, it was. Aaron Brett is in here right now. Greg Aker, one can open. Aaron Brett's a 49ers fan, so he probably won't like us very much right now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Aaron, I give you credit. Well, you guys have have uh, have come out of nowhere, like we said, where everybody was counting them out, not even counting on them being in the playoffs, and here they are in the NFC Championship game. Great run for the 49ers. Yeah. Um, my last rant before we end this tonight, <laughs> and I've been saying this for years, so, you know, it's easy to discuss something with some, some people, and I know everybody's not going to have the same opinion I do. That's what makes it interesting. That's what makes me debate it with you. You know, I'm not going to get out there and get, get mad with you if you disagree with me, but I'm going to debate you and – See if you can change my mind or I can change your mind. So the overtime rule, mm-hmm. I've been saying this for years. Each team needs to get a possession in the game, no matter what. No matter if the first team scores a touchdown, give the ball to the other team. If they don't score, game over. Yeah. But if they do, keep playing. Yeah. College football does it. You you give both teams a chance. And, look, Josh Allen and the Bills should have got the ball one more time. Yeah. A couple years ago, Patrick Mahomes should have got the ball again against Tom Brady. I I don't care who it is. You know, somebody, and I'm not going to say their name, went on Facebook this week saying, if that was Tom Brady instead of Josh Allen, none of, none of y'all would be talking about both teams need to get the ball in overtime. Yeah, That's BS. And I called it out on it. I said, I've been saying it for years. I don't care if it's Tom Brady. I don't care if it's Saddam Hussein, quarterback in the other team. Both teams need to get – and his yeah. response was, no matter what, 
the losing team's going to be complaining. And I was like, how can they complain when both teams got a chance? Yeah. If you give both teams a chance and they don't, you know, the other team doesn't score, it's over. They have nothing to complain about. But, you know, somebody wanted to get upset. And I apologize if I upset that person. But, you know, just because I don't agree with you don't mean I hate you, yeah. you know. So, you know. You can agree to disagree. <laughs> exactly. If, if everybody agreed on it, everything would be a boring place around here. Yeah. So, like I said, I'm looking at my, my book. My Bobby Boucher playbook. <laughs> but, man, final score is going to be loaded up with a lot of interviews in the next coming month and still working on more. Uh, we're going to be doing this. I'm so grateful for all you guys coming in here. Greg, Joey, Mark, Aaron, all you guys coming in here tonight. Jason checking us out and, and, and asking questions and giving you a point. That's, that's what I love to hear. And that's why I wanted to do this kind because, you know, it's easy for you guys coming here and tell us what you think. And then we can feed off of that. But uh, yeah, so we're going to do, be doing this a lot more. Uh, the interview is going to be on here like this. Uh, can I find a wrestler to interview? Greg, I'm working on that. I am working on some wrestlers to be interviewed. Actually, Greg, me and you need to talk because we had talked about the the wrestling thing, and maybe we can set something up with that. Um, but like, and if you like music, you like movies, go to On the Fly. We're going to be doing the same thing here. We're going to be talking more about that. Uh, we've got a lot of interviews coming up on, on the fly as well. Just finished on our other, and I'm a busy man. This is like three podcasts I'm doing. <laughs> Tobacco Road Weekly, we just did an interview, which is now on YouTube, on Tobacco Road Weekly uh, YouTube channel. Former NC State legend Derek Wittenberg. I know you remember him, don't you, Nelson? Oh, yeah. Yeah, one of the – I mean, one half of the most – one of the most iconic plays, not just in basketball history, but in sports history of the 83 NC State NCAA championship team. And he still – he still says that's a pass. There was a pass the whole time. I'll give you go ahead and give you a, a yeah. It was a pass. So uh a lot going on here, guys. And like I said, this I told you guys last year, once I got this this internet, a little bit better internet, we were gonna do a lot of different things and hopefully things are gonna start steamrolling, get in there, matriculating down the field. We're gonna uh we're going to keep doing a lot of good stuff here at Final Score and, and everything on the Final Score podcast, like uh, and on the fly, Tobacco Row Weekly, and whatever else may come along the way. And I'll just go ahead and give you a little hint: there may be there may be a there may be a fourth podcast coming. So uh, we'll, we'll see about that. Somebody has approached not Greg, but another guy has approached me uh, about a podcast. A, a former a former NFL player about doing a podcast with him. So All right. that's still in the works. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. <laughs> so you guys keep your fingers crossed. And also keep your fingers crossed on this one. I'm not going to say who it is, but a this will be a legendary interview for me if we got it on here on the file score. I, everybody would know this name. You've watched him on TV over the years. I don't know how many times. If you watched, 
local TV around here. Keep your fingers crossed that I might get that too. Uh, yeah, Greg, I'm not changing this jersey, but I'm not. You bring out your uh, Herbert, your Chargers fan. You bring out your Dan Fouts jersey or your Justin Herbert jersey or whatever. But uh, guys, we're going to end it tonight. Thank you so much for coming in. Like I said, and uh, next time, next week, we'll we'll get it out there a little bit ahead of time that we're doing this, and hopefully, we'll get more of a crowd in here. But Thank you guys that did come in here this week. I can't say that enough. It means a lot. Thank you, Nelson, for joining us Thank this week. We'll yeah, be man. back next week. We'll talk about Super Bowl, Super Bowl coming. We'll get our Super Bowl Super matchup. Bowl but uh, hopefully it'll be who we pick, not who Greg picked. <laughs> Greg sucks. But anyway, <laughs> I appreciate Greg. Just said awesome job, guys. Appreciate you sticking in here with us, Greg. Uh, you, that, that means a lot to us. All right, Nelson. All right, that's going to do it for this week. Enjoy it. We'll see you, Junior. We'll see, see you. All right, you guys. Have a great week. That's the final score.